Welcome to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. This podcast has been made possible thanks to the generous support from the Cannon Spouses Club, as well as the Fort Gordon Spouses and Civilian Club. My name is Susan Sellers, and I will be your host for today. Joining me is Lily Riviera from Gender Spectrum. We will be discussing how creating gender sensitivity and inclusion environments can have a lasting impact for all children and teens in their search for gender congruence. Lily, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, it's my pleasure to be here. Well, before we dive into today's topic, I would love to start off with just a a brief overview of your organization, Gender Spectrum. Can you share that a little bit with our listeners? Absolutely. Gender Spectrum is an organization that aims to create a world that's more gender inclusive and welcoming for all children. We support families and young people who are transgender, non-binary, and gender expansive as they understand the world. You know, our organization really puts forth that gender happens not on a binary, right? There aren't two choices, but that there are as many genders as there are people in the world. And we want to be able to, you know, lift that message up so everyone feels included. We provide support groups for parents understanding their child's gender journey so they can sustain support for their child and nurturing affirmation. There are disparities around homelessness with LGBTQ youth, especially trans youth, and it's important that we help families stay together. Well, I think you bring up a really interesting point. Oftentimes, in these particular situations, the focus is on the child, understandably, as they're they're going through this this process or or their journey, as you said. But your organization has identified that it's equally as important to support the parents because they're also going through their own process, their own journey. And I would love for you to expand on that just a little bit more. Absolutely. So when children understand their journeys of gender, right? This happens a few ways. Children can understand their gender at a very young age and they're able to articulate that. Usually around three to five years old, they're able to say, this is who I am. And at that point for parents of transgender, non-binary or gender expansive children, um, they're at a crossroads where who their child was assumed to be is different from who their child actually is, right? So a parent's role and our overall role as parents is to protect our children, to provide them everything they need to thrive in the world, correct? But when we're faced with something that's very foreign, we have no knowledge or context for this, we too have to go on a journey, right? Our children are moving towards gender congruence, meaning that who they understand to be is aligned with who they show the world to be and how the world sees them. And as they move towards that congruence, it's our job to put everything in place what in terms of what they need. Now, doing that is a difficult task. 
when we've been told that gender happens on a binary. So we as parents may need to grapple with our values, our understanding of gender. We need to, you know, grapple with societal norms and we may be on a, a path where we need to grieve the child who we thought we had, grieve who we imagined they would be as an adult, right? So in order to do that and support our children, we need to create a space for ourselves where we could have these feelings, right? Where we could have people who are on similar journeys and maybe in the same place emotionally to vent, to create that support network. Our children are not there to support us, right? As they go through this process, we have to find that space for ourselves. Now, within a society that polices gender, right? That tells us this is exactly how you should be. There may not be a lot of people in our actual lives, within our family, within our extended family, within our whatever networks we belong to who understand these issues. So we have to create that for ourselves. And that's what gender spectrum really does. We create those networks of support that parents need to sustain themselves, to be able to grapple with the really difficult questions and to be able to return to our children in a loving, nurturing, supportive way as they deal with um, what they're grappling with. Well, and I definitely agree. I think if parents are feeling supported themselves, if they have the resources uh, to empower their children, then they have a direct impact on the outcome, just like any transition or any change. So what do you think is important for parents to understand in these particular situations? What parents, the, the first thing is that um, you will not understand and that's okay. Right? Unless you're trans and have experienced gender dysphoria, or unless you're non binary and have experienced gender dysphoria or not, um, you won't understand. And that's okay. Right? What you would be beneficial for your growth is to increase your knowledge about these issues, how they manifest in our families and in our children. What are some of the co-occurring issues that may come up for our children? And what network of support do you create for yourselves? Beyond sort of the emotional support, what type of mental health support does your family need? What type of medical support does your family need? Are there legal issues that you need to think about? And all of those are possible, right? So I think the the the, the big thing for parents to understand is that you won't understand and that's okay. You can find that knowledge and love your kids through it all, regardless of your inability, your ability to understand or not. There's a, a brilliant poet, writer, scholar named Lok who says that compassion is much more important than comprehension. And I agree with them. And as you move towards building your knowledge. Let your child lead what the path will be. Some children want to change their names right away, and that would be really important for them in being affirmed, right? So maybe that's the piece. Some children say, this is who I am and don't want to dress in that way yet. 
they need to figure things out for themselves. They may be affirmed as a boy and will not wear boy clothes and that's okay. That's the beauty of gender. The beauty of gender is that we get to create it for ourselves. And at the end of the day, what children need is affirmation, nurturing, love, and support. And the rest will come. And whatever you're struggling with, whatever your family is struggling with, it's okay. And you all will get through this because we've seen it happen for so many families and we know you will. Well, I think speaking of families, that gender spectrum really believes in the strength of the whole family. Uh, looking at the resources on the website, um, and you had mentioned some of those earlier, some of those support groups, but your organization even takes it a step further and hosts a family conference. And I think the dates are coming up actually pretty soon, September 25th and 26th. I would love for our listeners to, to know some of that, maybe some of the elements behind this conference that you think would be beneficial for families that are, are starting to explore this new journey with their child. That's right, Susan. Thank you so much for bringing that up. I think one of the beauties of this time period that we're experiencing around the pandemic is that we have been forced to figure out how to communicate in different ways. And for the first time, our family conference is going to be online and accessible to all people everywhere. And that for us is a gift to be able to provide this opportunity that is so incredibly unique. And the reason it's unique is because this experience is tailored specifically for families of transgender, non-binary, and gender creative and expansive children. So on September 25th and 26th, from 9 a.m. to 12.45 p.m., we will be providing workshops, we will be providing keynote speakers, we will be providing a wealth of knowledge for families to understand all the issues that are impacting your children. You'll get to hear from adult trans people who are incredibly successful in their own right and have paved this path to make it easier for younger people. We will hear from some phenomenal youth advocates who are part of the community and see the hope and inspiration every day for themselves as children that are part of the community. So we will have workshops on family grieving, on medical addressing medical issues, on affirming our children. We will have workshops from people of different ethnicities. So we'll have one uh, workshop in Spanish. We'll have a couple workshops from our API family. Asian Pacific Islander family. So it will be a diverse opportunity for folks to come together in community and to learn. We'll also have a lawyer on hand who's going to provide an overview of some of the legal issues that families may face, and they will be available to do some uh, legal consult consultation with people one-on-one. -on -one. At the end of the afternoon, from 1 to 3, we will have a community space open where folks can come together and meet other families, meet other families with 5-year-olds or maybe from the Midwest or um, families who have a trans child that's also neurodiverse, that all of those communities will be able to be built at this conference. 
when the conference is live and happening on the West Coast, it's a really spectacular opportunity for folks to connect with other families in real time, live, and we will return to that when um, the conditions um, allow for that. But this year we're all online, we're all together, and we're hoping that you will come out and uh, find community for yourself. Well, I have to say, Lily, it sounds quite expansive, this event. I think you guys have thought of just about every possible topic or resource that would be appealing to all families that wanted to be a part of the conference. Um, but I have one one more question before we wrap up, because I was thinking of our, our military families. And for military families, there's this added element of transition. Yeah. Of change. Um, you and I had discussed this oftentimes. Uh, there children can change as many as four to seven different schools within within their educational lifetime. What resource bearing that in mind would you suggest or that would really resonate with our highly mobile military families? Yeah, I think something that would be really great for mobile families in the military is that when you have a trans child um, or non-binary child that you are moving from educational setting to educational setting. And not all areas of the country, of the world, understand how to create a supportive environment in a school for a gender expansive child. So something that gender spectrum has worked really hard is uh, gender support plans. And these plans, you can find these on our website at genderspectrum.org. Provide families the guidance they need to be able to have this conversation with school personnel, to set that work in motion in order to ensure that your child is safe and can succeed in any educational setting. Because the administration has thought about what they need to succeed and put in place everything that all children need to succeed. So I would recommend that folks come to our website and look at the gender support plan. And if you search under the website for educational resources, there are a number of resources under there that can guide you towards how do I have this meeting? How do I talk about these things? What are the best practices in supporting my child to succeed in an educational setting? We will also have a specific workshop at the conference dedicated to the gender support plan and how to support your child at school, facilitated by uh, Joel Baum, who is the Senior Director of Professional Development for our organization. So I encourage folks to come over and find that information for yourself in order to feel empowered and in control as you build the needs, as you build what your child needs to succeed academically. Well, I have to say, I think that gender support plan really could be a huge benefit for our military families, particularly, as we said, those that are relocating on a regular basis and just sort of maybe ease some of that anxiety of having those hard conversations uh, with each school district that they're they're integrating. And I have to say, too, one of my favorite things about this job is the opportunity to learn. And I have learned a lot today. Lily, thank you so much uh, for coming on and chatting with me and, and kind of being our guide on such a sensitive but really important topic. 
It is my pleasure and to all the families out there. We are just an email away and we can support you as you think about these issues in your family uh, because the kids are going to be all right. And so are we. And for those that are listening, we are going to include the gender spectrum website in the show's notes, and it will have all the information about the resources Lily shared with you today, the, the gender support plan, as well as more information about the family conference. You've been listening to the MSEC podcast, the official podcast of the Military Child Education Coalition. Thanks again to the generous support from the Cannon Spouses Club, as well as the Fort Gordon Spouses and Civilian Club. Until next time, live a great story. You can listen to this podcast and those archived by topic when you subscribe and download at Podbean, iTunes, and Google Play. MSEC supports all military-connected children by educating, advocating, and collaborating to resolve educational challenges associated with the military lifestyle. Learn more about our partnerships, programs, and initiatives at militarychild.org and follow us on social media at Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram for the latest on our enduring mission to serve the children of those who serve us all. Thanks for listening. Thanks.